0: Hey traders, David Frost, my Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, August 16, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Today, we're going to start talking about, is the market positioning for one of those crash scenarios? Or... Is this just options expiration? Weird stuff happens. She's coming back toward home base on the weekly chart. Pullback situation in a continuing uptrend. Which one is actually going on? And what's the number that we have to watch that cracks the safe open for that crash scenario? Let's kind of get the big picture. Where's the market? What does the daily chart say? What does the weekly chart say? All that stuff and beyond the daily chart obviously now below the 50 period moving average for two days in a row that's something to watch you'll see when we get over to inside the numbers the market came into some very important numbers today so from a technical perspective the market is still treating the numbers as it generally does under normal market conditions Using the 80-20 rule, 20% of the time or slightly less than that, the market's going to blow through numbers. The majority of the time, it's going to run a test of a number for its own reason, even though the media is saying one thing, it looks like something else. All that stuff goes on, but what the market's really doing is running some tests. However, we are getting stretched to the downside, so we have to take into account That rubber band type of situation. What does that mean? Well, think about it like this. If you take a rubber band and you put one end in one hand and another end in the other hand and you start stretching it out, two things are going to happen. One of two things are going to happen. Either the rubber band is going to break the longer you stretch it, the harder you stretch it, the more you stretch it. Or you're going to let go of one end and the thing's going to snap back. What crashes are made of, markets don't crash from highs, typically speaking. Markets crash from lows because that rubber band gets stretched too far to the downside. Of note, puzzle piece, put it on the table. That's a sticky note situation. Now, the good news, if I may insert this, is that while we did cover a piece of the spiders last Friday in the short camp, spider puts we still have spider puts and are participating on the downside. Why? Because if you go back to the videotape up here, we're looking for a turn. Now we're in that situation where the markets in a general place, maybe within a buck or two, but a general place where we're looking for another turn. We started talking about places. We talked about this place, the market came to that place, it bounced away from that place, all that stuff. Below that, we had a gap. Now the markets below that came to another place, but we're going to flip over to the weekly chart. Because this will look familiar, we've talked about this a number of times. The last weekly chart, breakup candle low in the sequence, big time breakup candle low, is 4.3759. We're gonna note that on the chart. We're putting a trend line there because we're gonna flip back to the daily chart and see where we are. They're already in the neighborhood of the breakup candle low. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. The weekly close is uber, write this down, uber important in terms of that particular breakup candle low. It's off the weekly chart. 4.37.59 is what we're watching for close below that this week. And there's your potential Irene number as it stands right now. A close below that low will promote more bearishness, more negative behavior. The rubber band is getting stretched. The market could get into a crash position. Anybody remember Bull Durham? Crash Davis. She could get into a crash position closing the week below 4.37.59. Put that on a sticky note. Mrs. Market doesn't have to get to 4.37.59, can get there, can spike it intra week. That's our weekend bogey. We're looking for a bounce either in front of, around, or slightly below 4.37.59. Now, here's the other side of that. What happens if it doesn't happen? What happens if she closes the week below? Where are we going? First order of business, and it would likely happen in rapid fashion, as far as I'm concerned, is you'd pay a visit to the 100-week moving average. Doesn't have to stop the tape, can stop the tape. Below that, you have a gap. Somewhere in that neighborhood is garden variety chart support that will likely stop the downtrend, stop the decline, crash, whatever you want to call it, and bounce the tape, give or take. However, there's a really important spot in between. So let's use this as a lesson, a chart lesson. And what I want to do is show you why the next spot I'm going to show you is important for two specific reasons. 431.73 is important. Why is that? Look at this pivot high here. The high on the 19th of August, 2022, is exactly 431.73. Now, we've adjusted the line, the trend line, down to that price. Let's go over to the right and see what we have. And what do we have? We have another breakup candle low. So the one below that's the next one in the sequence. Here's the one we talked about before. This is the next one in the sequence. Well, the next one in the sequence coincides with what? A, it coincides with the pivot high. Why is that important? Because this is considered a breakout area. Let's review. Market runs up to this place, sells off, is summarily rejected, works its way over time back to that place, breaks out above that place, is now coming back down to that place to run a test, of what's considered a former breakout area, which also happens to coincide with what? The 20-period moving average on the weekly chart. So barring the crash scenario, if this particular weekly breakup candle that we just discussed down around 437 and change doesn't hold, this is the next spot. It's the next breakup candle low. Let's take things down one more notch. Watch this. The low of this breakup candle, 431.19. Look at that right on top of that 20-period moving average. You're telling me that on the weekly chart, after being above the 20-week moving average, getting a little bit far from home base, coming back to run a test, at least in the vicinity of, or giving home base a chance to run up or closer to price while time ticks off on the clock, You're telling me that she's just going to slice through that like a hot knife through butter? Under normal garden variety markets, the answer is no, she won't. And that's precisely why I just brought it up. All charts act and react the same way. We look at all different kinds of charts. We go over the same stuff happening on all different charts over and over again, which proves the theory. It proves the point. It doesn't matter what the symbol on the chart is. Doesn't matter whether it's an hourly, weekly, monthly, doesn't make any difference. All charts act and react the same way. Any money made inside the numbers today, inside the live room, either or? And the answer is, abso freaking lootly I'm going to highlight a few important things. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. There's a confluence of support stuff, I'm jumping into the middle, Between 440.50 and a spike of 439. Just so we get the first broad brush. Trust me, there's a but wait, there's more. This is where the market finished the day in that zone. I'm telling you. But wait, there's more. By the way, right of the vertical is today's activity. Pause the video, read the notes, double check the work. What I'm going to do is highlight the stuff that matters. Where did we make money? Let's check out in detail because this is important. Focus on what I'm telling you here. If you're an intraday trader, you need to focus on this. The nine ten post, 20 minutes before the bell rings. They're below yesterday's low. I'm already looking for a spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction trade. It could be anywhere below the low before our number. Where's our number? 440.90. We'll get back to that later. They're going to fake out both sides of the tape today. I'm telling traders that first thing in the morning. I reiterated it about 30 times in the room today. Here we refine the numbers a little bit. The next number down, meaning the spike, the low, if they're not going to rip it back just below the low, if they're going to go much lower, the next number I had in the sequence was 440.90. How you doing? Now, you see what they did here. They come up short by a few pennies, rip it back up in the other direction, come all the way back down, Do the number, rip it back up in the other direction. This is the both directions that I was talking about early this morning. Here, 440.90 down to a spike of 440 is a zone. Call it 439.65 is a big-time support zone where we can expect a bounce back in the other direction. Now, there's the bottom end of the zone. They hit it into the closing bell. But look at this. Even though they came up short, you could see... That this area was really important. That's some bounce back in the other direction twice. It's 15, 18, 20 handles two times. Round trip situation. Remember, this is all before the opening bell. Still before the opening bell. 919, 443 is our pivot. Under normal garden variety conditions, they would find a spot, reverse, and run a test of the pivot. Think about that for a second. Under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to find the spot. We're already talking about spiking the low. So they'll find the spot, reverse, and run a test of the pivot. They'll find the spot, reverse, and run a test of the pivot. And they went well beyond the pivot. That was our early morning trade. We had traders that bought them up right at the open. They saw the market below the prior low, yesterday's low, right over here before the opening bell. I said, if you want to buy it, it's fine. We talked about it in the room. You just have to be prepared that if they spike it lower, you have to be willing to buy more. We had a lot of money made early in the morning today. And guess what? Here comes another, but wait, there's more. We're talking 443 as the pivot. Well, guess what? What happens when they come back down to run a test of the pivot from above? They're up here. They come back to the pivot. What happens? Traders buy the pivot They bounce up again, they take another 10 points, 6 points, 7 points. Whatever they take, they took it. First time, best time. That's it. The whole thing was laid out before the opening bell. While above yesterday's low, the target is the pivot, 443, and likely a spike of it. You got the gist. All the numbers were on the board today. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Now watch this one, 1245. I'm wrapping up my day. It's a morning business. But I'm going to leave you with the stuff. I'm going to leave you with the goods. This is 1245. If they fall again, 440.90, 439.65 is a support zone. This was 115 in the afternoon. And this was 215 in the afternoon. Traders already emailed me. They took that trade. Nice afternoon. What about stocks on the move? We only had two on the board today. Neither of them hit their entry objectives Tesla, and Taiwan Semi, T-S-E-M. Again, but wait, there's more. In the live room, we identified two stocks that were at support or coming into support that were certainly worthy of a scalp with potential. Which ones were they? We talked about both. We went over the charts. Traders took both these trades. The first one was AMD. That was the price in AMD. I think in the live room, I said 107.65, give or take. And there you have it. There's a bounce. It's 1%. They gave you about a buck. That's what we're looking for. Scalp with potential. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. We didn't know at the time whether this was going to give us 110, 112, or come back down. But if you get a profit in your pocket, you're in the driver's seat. It's a risk-free, emotionless trade. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Chalk this one up to another base hit about GameStop. Gave this one away in the room. 1858. they came into it, they spiked it by a few pennies, and they gave you a nice rip away from it. For an $18 stock, they gave you $0.30. Cents, what's that, a percent and a half, a percent and three quarters in that ballpark. That's pretty darn good. It's a trade, not a marriage. And by the way, look at the end of the day. They came back to run a test at the same spot. By the way, the numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we talked about this 183.69. Seemed pretty far away last night. Doesn't seem as far today since they got creamed again. Down about one and a quarter percent. It's not really creamed, but they were down pretty good today. You see on the weekly chart, they're coming into this confluence of moving averages. Here's a breakup candle low at 184.16. My number is slightly below that. Imagine this one. Running a test of a weekly breakup candle low, spiking it, hitting my number, reversing back and closing the week back above the breakup candle low. Guess what? Guess what that's called? A bullish situation for a bounce. Even though it doesn't look like it now, this is just part and parcel to the way the market works. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Team Edge closing below the gap. Interesting. That's by choice. They could have hit the gap and bounced off of it. Instead, they finished near the lows, below the gap. Generally speaking, that's a negative signal. If they gap them up tomorrow, so be it. But that's generally a signal there's lower prices ahead. It's not 100% guaranteed. It's just the way it works the majority of the time. You've got a looming and lurking 50-period moving average on the daily chart right above or on top of my next number, 15,638.65. Hey, you don't. If they spike it, they'll come down to 15,500, maybe spike that, and that's pretty much big-time support in between the 50-period moving average, 15.5, 15,450, in that neighborhood. Big-time support. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. What about the Q people? Pretty sure we've been looking at 362. They're almost home. They came up short today, 362.40 something, 362.44 on low, a little bit lower in the after hour session. What's the next number down? 359.28. If we need more, inside the number members, live room members will have all the numbers you want on the Qs or anything else during the trading day. But the XLF, the financials, they were only down a nickel. Why is that? It's interesting. It's of note. It's a puzzle piece and it's on the table. Why is that? Because without the financials, the market's not going in any one direction big time without the financials following suit. If the financials are not going to decline and they're not going to participate in the downside, then what we're seeing is a corrective move, fake out operation. And guess what? If things start back up, the financials could be a leading indicator. The financials were a great excuse this week. Fitch downgraded the sector. We had the downgrade of the U.S. debt. We have the regional banking crisis still looming that the Fed papered over before. All that stuff, it's all part and parcel to the wall of worry. I don't really care about that stuff. What I care about is what is price action doing? And right now, not being down today, what they've done is come into the convergence of the 50 and 200 period moving average on the daily chart, and they have yet to go further. They may, on the downside that is, they may, but at present, they haven't. We're going to leave it at that. Could be a potential canary in the coal mine. Smash mouth. Another bad day. Guess what? They're still above the low made the other day. That tremendous reversal candle, well, guess what? As long as they stay above that low, she's okay close below that low, you're going to see the 100-period moving average likely in short order. When you flip over to the weekly chart, look where the 20-week moving average, 142, it's not that far down. 142 is up here, and then you have the daily chart, 100. So if they're coming up short of the 100, it's because market would get caught by the 20-period on the weekly that most people don't see, aren't looking for, all that stuff. And by the way, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common